In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. Uh, we're here today with my co-host, Jack. Jack, how are you, mate? I'm good. Good. Good, good. Uh, today, however, it's not about you, Jack. It's not about me. We've got a very special guest in the room today. We have got the one, the only, the next Greg Williams, Dan Davis. Hey, Cleveland. How are you, Dan? I'm good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, good, good. So let's start off with a bit of an introduction. Uh, so tell us, how did you come interested with the uh, NFL? Uh, so when I was at university, quite some time ago now, uh, my housemate was a Ravens fan. Ooh. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I also have a Steelers fan in my house. Uh, so they kind of got me into it. Um, and after a while, they just told me to choose a team, and I chose the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And with um, uh, university, you used to play, teach, or uh, so yeah. So I played for one of the best teams in the UK at university, the UE Bullets. Uh, two seasons, fifteen wins, one loss. Can't complain. Uh, and now I yeah, I played uh, senior league for Shropshire Revolution as well. Okay. Cool. And uh, what? Uh, what league are they? Are in the best league in the league? I don't know a lot about uh, UK uh, So, UE were in the Premiership at the time. That was, was the best of the best, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So, we uh, played likes of Exeter, Cardiff, Swansea, uh, and, uh, and then Shropshire Revolution. The, when I played, they were in Division 1, which is second division from top. Uh, unfortunately, we went 0-10 that season. The year after, we uh, picked up in Division 2. And season after, I unfortunately moved to London, and they won 14 games in a row. So, yeah. And you were the uh, defensive c- coach? No. So oh. when I moved to London, I started coaching for one of the university teams down here called Queen Mary Vipers. Uh, two seasons, and we've only lost two games, and we just got promoted. And last year, I was defensive coordinator. Very good. Can you see yourself being the next uh, Hugh Jackson of that team? I couldn't be the Hugh Jackson. I no. couldn't go one of thirty-one. <laughs> I like winning too much. No, but yeah, could you? Is it on the cards next? Do you think uh, head coach? I don't want to be a head coach. Too much pressure. Uh, defensive coordinator was my sort of level. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. And uh, yeah, tell us um, who's your Browns' uh, favorite player. Even though I've done defensive line and all defense, my favorite player is Joel Petonia. Okay. Got to meet him last year. Signed jersey, it's pretty cool. You're actually wearing the uh, top tonight. I am, yeah, it's a bit smudged from this heat, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, Joel, if you're uh, listening to this podcast, Dan needs a new shirt. So can you send one over for him? Maybe at Christmas time. Uh, so all right, excellent. And uh, we've got to talk a bit about soccer. Favorite soccer team? Liverpool or Shrewsbury Town? Okay. Chelsea, uh, Jack. What do you think about that? Someone's got to be different. You can't have two, three Chelsea fans. I've seriously got to consider whether we'll ever allow him back on this podcast. <laughs> he's a nice guy, but if he's going to drop the L word on the pod, I think uh, 
we might have to put an expletive warning on this uh, podcast. Well, look, it's an NFL podcast, not a uh, football soccer one, so let's quickly move on. Um, yeah, what's the first thing you do when you uh, arrive in Cleveland or the States? Well, yeah, what do you normally do? So, I've not been so far. Uh, this will be the first year I go. Uh, first thing I want to do is go to Canton. Okay. Hall of Fame? Of course. Good, good, good. Favourite food in the States? It's American. It's got to be burgers. I must say, was it Buffalo Wild Wings is my favourite? Oh. Buffalo Wild Wings, you can't complain that. I, I went to Florida last year and my hotel was next door to Buffalo Wild Wings. Every evening, went in there. It was 27 sports screens showing double digits amount of sport. And uh, oh, I ate so much, I watched so much. It was great fun. Yeah. Something I was going to go for is fried pickles. Fried pickles? I, d- I didn't rate it. No? Really? I'm not going to lie. I well had the done. fried pickles and I went back to having tacos, wings, and uh, if it's perfect, why change it? All right, good, good. Moving swiftly on, here's a tough one for you. What body part are you willing to give up to see the Browns win the Super Bowl? Well, as I'm left-footed and I'm left-handed thrower, it's got to be my right arm. Don't use it too much. Okay. Not your leg? Definitely your arm? Got to keep my legs. Okay. Need that D-line. Uh, well, I went for my left leg anyway, so uh, <laughs> maybe could, could have the next Shaquem Griffin over there. Exactly, he can do it with one arm. I can do it with one arm. Anyone upset he didn't come to the Browns? No, I, I, I love the guy. I, I, I really rooting for him. It was probably the best thing I saw in the draft coverage of the amount of people that have reached out to him, and he does a lot of work and promoting the just because you've got an injury or disability does not mean your life's over. And uh, no, I'm, I'm rooting for the guy, and I think everyone in the NFL is. And no, One of the best linebackers in college last year as well. So, uh, Is he going to be a regular starter? I, th- I think he's, he's going to be a package guy. You can see him on special teams, and he, he's just he's so quick. It's, it's insane how quick he gets off. And I think you'll see him on, like, short pass rushing downs and special teams I think it's going to have a solid role in the uh, team going forward and we'll see what happens but uh, best luck to the lad and uh, keep going okay Uh, NFL in the UK what's your view on it do you think we'll ever have a team over here Uh, so I think there's pressure for it but I don't think it'll ever happen I don't think there's a support so if anyone actually went it'd be for their team rather than supporting for the London Monarchs for example they tried it here before in the 80s didn't really work I don't think it'll work again wasn't Hugh Jackson he was he was a coach for the London Monarchs yeah well Hugh if you're listening to this we want to get you on and talk about the yeah the London Monarchs in London and uh, yeah okay so if the Jags say they came to uh, London would you uh, support the Jags see them every week's or would you still uh, carry on being a Browns still fan? Still be a Browns fan. That is the correct answer. You I, may stay in the building. I, I think I might. I'd always remain a Browns fan, but I wouldn't rule out going and watching same oh, no. games of season. So I, I'm up for it. I think two of the biggest hurdles they've set out is the tax system, because the trouble with a flat salary cap is uh, you, you see it when free agency comes along. Oh, I don't want to move to that team because they live in a high tax code. Yeah, and uh, that is one thing they'd have to sort out. It, it, it'd need a CBA bargaining agreement to give basically a extra cap hit to whichever team comes over to the UK. And there's lots of talk that 
it'd be an East Coast team, the training base would be in America, but they'd fly over here and do back-to-back games every two weeks and then have two weeks in the States. So um, I think if something could happen, it's just lots of that issues need to come along and be addressed. But uh, I think we'll get there one day. Yeah, out of curiosity, we've got three games this year yep. in London. Jack, you going to any of the games? I've got tickets for the two, just waiting for Tottenham to finish their stadium, and uh, I'll be booking the third. I had a season ticket, love going, it's all good fun. Just got to, fingers crossed, not too many Clash with Chelsea games. Okay. Are you going to any of the games? Uh, been to nearly every other game this season, I'm not, I can't go to any of them. Just work, Clash, money. Work and work and money. Yeah. It's a shame, because there's some good teams over this year. Yeah, I want to go to the. Uh, I'm a Chelsea fan, but I want to be. I'm quite interested to see what they're going to be doing at the Spurs uh, Stadium. In house brewery, apparently, it's going to be one of the biggest bars in Europe from end to end, so uh, hey, I'm never going to rule that out. <laughs> even at Spurs? Oh, come on. Even a broken clock's right twice a day. Okay, anyway. So, Dan, last question. Is it football or soccer? It's football any day. Football and American football. Okay, I will keep trying to say soccer for the. uh, Soccer is a curse word. I'll keep saying soccer for the American guys, but yeah. When I do the editing, I'll try to bleep it out. Just just because I don't want to offend any Brits listening to this podcast. We're a football show, guys. You you work out what I'm talking about. (laughs) All right, so let's let's see what's going on in the news at the moment. We've covered a few things already earlier in the week, uh, Jack. Um, interesting thing I saw was uh, Callaway punt returner. Yeah, What's your no, thoughts? I, I think it makes perfect sense to bring Callaway in because you want that punt returner and kick returner to be someone that's not facing snaps every down. So if Peppers, as we hope, and obviously back my bet over yours, that takes that first snap and is our starting strong safety, then having someone else as the returner, it just makes sense because... The last thing you want after a long set of runs that someone's been playing strong safety for 10, say, straight snaps has to then go and field a return and try run the length of the pitch. Field. I'm doing my best, guys. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. So, no, I, I think Callaway is the perfect person to bring in and uh, let him rip. OK. If he got injured, uh, do you think Peppers would...? Uh... I'd say Matthew Days if he makes the squad. He was good last year at punt returner. Mate, he, in London, he had his best ever yeah. punt return. Yeah, I, just, I can't see him making this work. And I think, I'll defer to Bill Belichick here, when asked, how do you decide who does the punt returns? He said, oh, we kick the ball up in the air and see who does the best. So um, I, I, I'm going to give it over to Hugh and the team here, just lump that ball in the air, and uh, whoever runs the best, give them the ball. On that, it'd be Josh Gordon, wouldn't it? Well, Josh well. Gordon's got to turn up. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, what do you think, actually, guys? Um, three or four RBs going to go through. Do you think it's obviously going to be three? But could they squeeze in with four RBs going through? There's debate, and I think there's sort of you can nail your team down to about 48, 49 positions, and then it very much turns into special teams. Who are you going to take from which area? I I think. Three running backs and one fullback is where we'll rest, but it wouldn't surprise me if we go the other way because John Dorsey say takes eight people on the O line, you can get that extra running back and things like that. So it wouldn't surprise me, but if I had to make a call, I'm saying it's three running backs and one fullback. Uh, Whilst I feel 
that they should probably start on special teams, not special teams, uh, practice squad. And um, you, you can't count on Chubb with his injuries. Might come back in. Ooh, Dan's not Dan's not pro Chubb here. Oh, I am. I'm very pro Chubb. Okay. Just his injuries scare me. Uh, uh, the thing that almost excites me most about Chubb is he had an injury which, to many people, could be a career-ending injury. And you'd, the timeline was put out for when his return was expected. Half of that time frame, he came back and he's, he's gone like the clappers. So I'm really excited because it is the biggest risk for the running back. Most likely to be injured, shortest career. And your bounce back ability, I'm really excited. I think Chubb's going to be the one. But it's running back by committee all day long. If you're not running back by committee, you're never going to win a Super Bowl. Uh, bounce back ability. Do we have that word in America? I don't know. I, I, I think the Oxford Dictionary took it in a few years ago or released discussing it, so uh, it's got a little bit of traction. It is a, um English football soccer term. Uh, the uh, yeah, Coming back after a defeat and winning. So, um, And yeah, the last question um, uh, yeah, to you guys. Is Day safed on the practice squad? Do you think someone else would come in and nick him on the uh, practice squad? I'm going to say when cut down day happens in the 53, I don't think he gets grabbed. But it wouldn't surprise me if across the season running backs injuries so frequent, they're regularly moved to injury reserve list, that someone would come in and grab him. But I'm not too upset. Running back is the most easily replaceable position. Don't throw all your lot into one running back. And I was shocked. The Todd Gurley contract, I think, was just bad. It's so regular with injuries that... If someone takes Matt Days, yeah, it'll, it'll be annoying, but there's so many fish in the sea, so just move on. Okay. Uh, BBC, on the trade block, thoughts? No. no. Don't like it. I, I think he was incredibly, probably one of our standout performers last year. If he's not starting cornerback, and the only reason I think he's not starting cornerback is if they move TJ Carey into starting corner, uh, slot cornerback, then... He's got to be in that squad. I think he's so versatile. He can pop up anywhere. I will be gutted if they uh, move him on. This is a guy that was undrafted two seasons ago. He's on hardly any money, and he's one of our better players. You've got to keep him. Yeah, great value. There's there's obviously something going wrong, though. We've had people reach out uh, last couple of days, some of our listeners, and ask, what's going on in the cornerback room? And I, I think that's a fair question to ask, because I've been almost concerned in the last week that there is so much talk about us picking up cornerbacks that they've obviously seen someone and we don't know who it is could it be Ward's not developing quick enough could it be EJ Gaines could it be Carey could it be Mitchell could it be some of the players they picked up could it be BBC something's wrong in that room and uh, they're obviously after someone and if, if we get Breland be over the moon I think he's an absolute talent do I think he comes here no but sources today came out and said the Chiefs gave, offered him the prove it deal 7 to 8 million pounds a year this year and he turned it down he wants that 3 year deal at the same di- rates the uh, Panthers were giving him do I think we should give it I'm, I'm not opposed to it that if if they've looked at the room and they're not happy with it go for him uh, he was third or fourth best rated cornerback in free agency and I think there's some promise there so if Dorsey likes go out and shop okay 
Uh, what's your thoughts on Breland? Anything, Dan? Uh, I actually haven't uh, checked much on him, so I can't really give an opinion on that one. Uh, but what's the other guy? Um, Pac-Man, he's been uh, linked. No, I'm, I'm, I just... I just don't think it's worth the money and yeah, yeah. But also, if you're looking at cornerbacks, there was lots of people crying out for a bit of Sam Beal in the uh, supplemental draft. I heard some people saying, "Oh, let's use a second round pick." I was very much of let's offer the fourth. It's good value if you get him in the fourth. I thought he would go for a third, and uh, he's already injured now for the season, and that, that's such a shame. He's, he's a talented young kid who's suffered some issues with his academics, but uh, we move on. And uh, I think whatever happens over the next year, the first, one of the first three rounds, we're taking the cornerback next year. And there's nothing wrong with that. Every year I'd always take a cornerback in the first sort of uh, three, four rounds because they're just so so important in modern NFL. Patman's yeah. also not worth the effort. Like, he's a dirty tackler. <laughs> Play for the Bengals as well. He hates Browns. So I just wouldn't take him. Mm. Okay. Uh Joe Thomas, I think, came out and said about uh, Corbett. It, is that right? Was it him or some? Yeah, some? It's, it's, it's been an issue that has plagued me since the draft of where does Corbett fit? It's the 33rd pick in the draft, so an incredible amount of capital spent on him. And Joe Thomas has come out and said Corbett is a guard, he's not a tackle, but could play centre. And it just doesn't make sense. We're, we're blessed Probably, I'm, I'm gonna go say, in terms of guard, we've got the best two guards in the NFL. I think as a pair, I don't think anyone comes close. I'd, I'd have taken Quinn Nelson. I think he was the best player in the draft, just gone. But if you're gonna look at a pair of guards, in Zeitler and Batonio, I think we've got the best two as a pair in the whole of the NFL. If he's not a tackle, are we saying he's a centre? And if he's a centre, I would have much rather. If we're going to use a pick that high, take James Daniels. Went pick 39 to the Bears. It's a much better centre. And for all I love diversity of positions, and they're saying Corbett can play anywhere along the line other than left tackle, it made no sense to grab him at pick 33. And it might be wrong. Dorsey might come out and I completely disagree with Joe Thomas, but if he's right and he's not going to play tackle... I just think it's a wasted pick and a great opportunity we've had. Um, who knows? We'll find out over the next few months. But My only me. guess is that we're putting Batonio at tackle. They said it was plan F, but this just makes sense if we're going to do that. I yeah, just, I think he did play tackle at college, Batonio. Yeah. So he can play there, and then if he is guard, you can put him in guard. I, I believe all five of our tagged starting... Um, O-linemen this season going in are all played left tackle at college and that's yeah. a good sign because every college team's always going to put their best player at left tackle so I just don't know because Bob Wiley said why would you take one of the best guards in the NFL and put him at left tackle it just doesn't make sense um, Petonio's come out and said he doesn't really want to play there but if the team desperately needs him to he'll do it I just I just don't get it and fingers crossed it'll across the season and across the next two years we'll find out but for me it wasn't a good move I still think we have one of the top 10 O-lines in the country I'll agree with that even top 5 maybe at a push find out yeah. <laughs> alright Dan just um, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here uh, obviously me and Jack have had our bet 
Uh, what's your view? Peppers or uh, Kindred? Peppers any day. Oh God, 2-1. I'm oh, losing no. here. Um, yeah, obviously uh, Gordon uh, out at the moment. He'll be back. Uh, my mate. It, it, it was only last week you were promising me how Lewis was going to start uh, on that roster. He was, he was a lock. And uh, unfortunately now he's out for the season. We, we wish him the best. What? as our, He would have been our backup slot receiver. <laughs> and unfortunately it's, he's got injured. Neck injury that picked up end of last season. So fingers crossed. Keep going lad. Uh, all the best for your recovery. It's looking a bit light in the in the wide receiver room now. Um, yeah, obviously Gordon. We've discussed that before, but yeah, maybe losing him. Um, yeah, Dan, who do you think uh, will now squeeze in uh, the, the last? Uh, obviously, we've got uh, Landry, Coleman, uh, Callaway. Fingers crossed, he doesn't do anything crazy. Yeah, who do you think? Um, and Gordon. And Gordon. You think? Course, you think? Yeah. You, 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 I'll be back. He'll yeah, be back. we're all putting Gordon in. Yeah. Yeah. Week one, I think Gordon's gonna be there. With a marker pen, you think he's gonna be in the in the team? I, th- I think he's gonna be in the squad. He's not a player we can rely on for the next five, ten years, but I think we work on the basis that he's gonna be there. And we can't build the offense around him, but just take it as that cherry on top that when he's there, it'll create issues. But who the other two are on that? Let's say six wide receiver group. Who do you reckon? Dan, any views? Well, I've got Jeff Janis, and I would have gone Louis as well, but now him's out, so I'm going to have to go Higgins. Okay. Though I've got a I'm slim not, chance. Still here. not confident in him. No, I think they might pick someone out. He's predicting a draw, but uh, yeah, we'll find out. I'm definitely uh, struggling there, and uh, uh, yeah, who do you think um, QB five six uh, maybe? I, I think we're battling over. The Giraffe, Simon, Thomas and Mike Jordan. I've got Mike Jordan. Who do you think out of them two? So there um, the, the cornerback room. So you've got Ward, Gaines, Carey, Mitchell. And then who do you think is going to be... The... It, it, it could be anyone. We, so you're gonna say Michael Jordan, yeah? Let's go. With, <laughs> yeah, that's a good choice, Dan. Now, but Dan, good choice, mate. Yeah. But obviously, yeah. You're uh, now on team Paul. There's all this change yeah. already, so it could be any. It could be neither of those. Yeah. Go on, make Paul feel good. Yeah. It's not looking good at all. I'll back uh, you on that one, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Okay, and what do we all think about um, Landry calling uh, Browns uh, Super Bowl uh, winners or contenders? Winners, and we're going to score 40 points on everyone. Oh. Yeah. I don't know where he's got that from, but I want to drink some of his juice. It's the sort of thing, it all depends what the question comes from. I want them to believe it, because if you don't believe going into the season that you're going to challenge and go for it, then it's going to be a hard position to be in. But at the same time, if you're not prompted for that sort of response, don't go out and start giving it the big one. If you finish week one with a win, or you finish the first two weeks with two wins... Go out there and start pumping it on, but yeah, if, if you're asked in the interview, are you, do you think you can win every game this season? The answer's got to be yes. Just doesn't matter what the question is. If you don't believe it, you're not going to put your body on the line. So it all depends what the question comes from. Okay. So let's move on to the uh, prediction round. Okay. So it's quite simple. No one can say the same as anyone else. Is that all quite clear? And um, so. Yeah, we're going to be put under a bit of pressure. Uh, I must admit, I am hungover, and 
I've done absolute no homework. Unlike unlike you two, I think you've come here with pages and reams of information. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to wing this. So uh, yeah, let's go with it. So start off with number one. Um, total brown wins. Um, Jack, you've already gone with... I, I went with five. I thought we're living with a Hugh Jackson handicap, which is minus three. So I think five's a uh, sensible prediction. Uh, I went with six. So I'm going to have to stay with that. Dan, what are you going to go with? Oh, you both stole both my answers. So I feel four. Four. Mm, bit pessimistic there, Dan. So yeah, next one. Uh, let's do this in a bit of order now. I think I'll go first. Uh, Browns divisional position. I'm going to go big, bold, second. Dan, as our guest. I've gone third. Okay. I've... So you've got a choice here, Jack. <laughs> Fourth or first. I'm going to win it all. The thing is, if you'd have asked me this morning, I was waking up in the morning, and I was saying third, but looking how easy the Bengals' like schedule is this season... I just I, I fear we're going to finish fourth, but it will be a respectable fourth. I think that gap between all three of us this year, whether you're looking at the Ravens, the Bengals, and the Browns, is close. And I don't think we've been able to say that for a little while. So the gap's growing, and for me, I'm not too upset because you either win a division or you lose a division. There's first and there's last. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think we can finish fourth, but. Uh, I'm not too upset with that, as long as the win record's good and progress is shown, so let's see what happens. Alright. Dan, you're up first this time. Ty- uh, Tyro Taylor, how many yards is he going to throw? I'm going to go with, I'm gonna change, I've put 2,000, but I'm going to change that. So I'm going to go with 3,500. 3,5,000? With those wide receivers, I'm confident. Jack, uh, what are you going with? It's bold, so I sort of I dug out what he did at the Bills. So three seasons there, averaged about three thousand a season across fourteen games. So that comes out about two hundred fourteen a game. And so I, I'm going to go bold. I think he's going to do better at the Browns. So I'm going to say two hundred thirty yards per game he gets at the Browns. But the big question then comes down to: Does he play four games, ten games, or sixteen games? And so I'm going to be optimistic and say, let's say he plays ten games. Don't think it'll get that far. So I'm going to say 2,300 yards. But uh, I'll take that. And the earlier Baker gets in, the better it'll be for our team. Okay. Under pressure, no homework. Do I go big? Do I go small? I'm going to go big. I'm going to go with a nice big 4,000. MVP there. Call it big. I think a lot of my predictions are going to be big. Uh Jack, you get to go first this time. How many full quarterbacks will your number one player, Mayfield, play this season? So, Tyrod's averaged about 14 games a season, which means there's a good chance he's going to miss eight whole quarters at least this season through injury. But I'm going to say 24 quarters. That's full quarters, yeah? Full quarters. Start to finish, yeah? Yep. And um, I, I just think if he comes in after the bye... We've probably sent Hugh Jackson on a holiday, um, either to Lake Erie or uh, somewhere else. But uh, I think he gets them last six games and you just let him rip. But it wouldn't surprise me, Tyrod, mobile quarterback, they get injured a lot more. He could get hit at any point and that's season over. So I think 24 is what we're looking at. Um, 
I want you to go next, Dan. But okay. Uh, you know, 24. I'm going to go small on this one. Uh, I'm going to go with... <laughs> he plays every game of the season now, but yeah, I'm going to go with uh, seven quarters. I thought you were going to throw zero out there. I was going to ooh. He's definitely going to play a little bit. He has to, number one pick, but uh, I think they're going to wrap him in cotton wool. I've gone even smaller. <gasps> I'm, I'm with Tyra the whole season, but I'm going with four, four quarters for injury. Jack, uh-huh. if we had a camera in there now, Tyrod, Jack... Tyrod got you got the bills to the playoffs the, last the, season. The, the trouble is, people don't understand, is Tyrod Taylor happy. last season played against the 32nd ranked pass defence. So literally, he was throwing at defences that were worse than the Browns with Peppers 172 yards off the line of scrimmage. and uh, But he did just, do it. With terrible wide receivers. Yeah. This year he has Gordon, Landry, Coleman with broken hand probably. We're not far away from a uh, Taylor goes out. He's having a quiet Friday. He gets a phone call. Oh, Corey Coleman's broken his hand. Josh Gordon and uh, Callaway have gone out for a party, and you're left with Jarvis Landry and a group of lads we've picked up Higgins. off the street. Yeah. Just make <laughs> so, sure you don't send him to Vegas with you, mate. Yeah, okay. The risk is there. The risk is there. <laughs> yeah, if I see um, Callaway and uh, Flash in Vegas, that'd be That's highlight. how he got his ban last time, Book on a flight Uber. to Vegas. Booking him an Uber home. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be no selfies. I'll party with him and don't get him in trouble. Uh, best rookie of the year? Uh, starting with, I think it's myself. Gonna go straight against Dan. Uh, Chubb. I have Chubb next as well. <laughs> you can't say he's gonna be injured all season and then pick him as your rookie of the year. I didn't say he's gonna be injured all season. I just said he may get injured. No, no, I don't know. Oh, tough game. I can't even go Mayfield, so I'm gonna have to go Callaway. Denzel Ward. I'm gonna change it. Denzel Ward. Ooh, good shout. I was gonna say I, I nearly I'll, forgot Ward. I was shocked with that shout. So, I had three players. Chubb was my one because the running back position is the only position you can come into the NFL and you can start day one and really flourish. And then my other two picks were Mayfield and Ward. So, with only Mayfield left, I'm going to say let's jump on the Baker train and let's just destroy him because uh, the man's the man's done the business. So, uh, let's see it. Jack is very, very predictable. Um, how many sacks uh, Garrett will get this season? Uh, uh, Dan, start with you. Let's go 12. 12? I can't cope on his injuries. I've gone 9, but sacks is probably the most annoying stat I ever hear in the NFL. I just I wish the NFL would move over to pressures as sort of their number one stat because... I actually agree with you on Quite that. frankly... It doesn't matter whether you sack the quarterback or not because it's a, it's a statistic that year-to-year year doesn't measure. Whereas if you look at pressures a player achieves across year-to-year, year, it's nearly the same for the top players. The worst players don't get as good numbers and there's some consistency in it. So I really wish the NFL would move on, stop looking at sacks, which are just some glorified statistic, and nail down them pressures and... Hey, I don't want to sit here today and start predicting the amount of pressures people are going to get, but uh, Garrett's going to be our sack leader. But it's worth keeping an eye on them pressures, guys, because if you're running there and causing the quarterback's problems, you're going to get the numbers. And look at it. Tom Brady, the only um, Super Bowl finals he hasn't won is when the pressures have been high on him. So it's a massive stat that 
if it's knocking Tom Brady off his game, then uh, it can knock anyone off their game. I'm going to go with injuries, a bit of a safe tactical bet. I'm going to go with eight. So I get everything sub eight. So yeah, I think that would be... What happened to going big? He's gone home. Yeah. The hangover's really kicking in, and I'm feeling bad, so I've gone. gone um, one player that will get uh, uh, Pro Bowl. Need to start. Yeah. I'm going to take your boy Dan. I'm going to go Joel Batonia. I just, if if I look at any position I love on the Browns roster, it's them two guards. They're beasts. Joel's going to be great, and uh, yeah, I, I think he takes a Pro Bowl appearance. I'm going to go with uh, Curtsy. So, uh, it always does well. Yeah, I've got high hopes from this season. i go with the easy one. It's going to be Garrett. Hugh Jackson. How many games has he got to survive? And I'm going to go first. So, yeah, as a uh, Hugh Jackson pro show, I'm going to say he survives the whole season. Hugh, if you're listening to this, I've got your back. We want you on the show. You've been to London. Come on. He's been to London twice, mate, with the back monarchs, remember? I'm all pro Hugh Jackson. You guys can say what you want. Believe it or not, I'm actually backing you as well. I wanted to go full season. I can't, so I'm going to have to go. He's going to go 15 games. 15 games? You're on your own on this one, Jack. Well, it disappoints me to say he's going to make more than one game. It's, uh, we suffered a three-win handicap last season with Hugh Jackson, so I'm going to say bye week. Bye week, we put him on a plane. We then allow probably Greg Williams to act as acting head coach through to the end of the season, and then I'm going to say Lincoln Riley. Bring him in. He's impressed all the NFL teams. They're all flying out to meet him, chat to him about what he's doing with the Oklahoma offense the last year, and... Uh, I, th- I think he'll be our head coach going into next season. Is this another Baker thing? It's, it's not even just my sort of Baker love fest. It's rife in the NFL. You, you've seen a good double-digit teams have gone out and spoke to him because if you're looking for like the what happens in college, feeds through into the NFL, they're loving what he's doing with his offense. Lots of uh, two running back sets. and uh, no, I'm, I'm excited. I, I think... If if you want to go have a bet early, Lincoln Riley, head coach, Cleveland Browns next season, put some money on it, boys. Good, good. Go, Hugh Jackson. Go on, please. Win us some games, <laughs> finally. All we have to do, stop dressing like Dorsey and win some games. It's quite simple. Oh, just on that, I, I thought it. It literally looked like John Dorsey had taken part in some, like, bring his son to work day. The way Hugh Jackson was dressed for the start of training camp. It was, uh, it was embarrassing. So, a lot, last podcast we're talking about uh, Joe Thomas's uh, dress sense now, Hugh Jackson. We're turning into a fashion uh, podcast. Surely you watched the two-minute show with... Uh... Joe Thomas, though. Yeah? That was brilliant. Yeah. His hat. I would buy that hat. We should get all get matching hats. I just want to buy Joe Thomas. Yeah. Uh, Browns player with most yards receiving. Josh Gordon. If, he's going to be healthy. He's going to play 16 games. He's going to stay away from the weed. And he's going to lead the NFL again. Like he did in 2013. Well, despite Landry, 
getting the most receptions. I think there's only one man for me that's going to be the uh, receiving yards leader, and that's half Black Panther, half Captain America. It's David Njoku. The man's a beast. He's going to lead us not only in yards but in touchdowns. So uh, go on, bring it home. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go Callaway. Just pull it out there. I thought you would at least go on Duke Johnson. Everyone suddenly forgot Duke Johnson. It, it might be 33 degrees outside, but that is the hottest take I've heard all day. <laughs> there's 33% chance of him playing, you know. There's three uh, uh, running backs there. But yeah, I've gone Callaway, big, pump return, everything, yeah. Potential, as they say, first, second round pick. Keeps off the uh, out of trouble. Uh, Browns player with most yards carried. Is it me? Is you gone, Jack? Me. I'm. I'm going Chubb all day long. I just think after week four, Chubb is going to lead it. I think Duke Johnson gets the most yards, but he's going to have a lot of mix in there with receiving yards. So it's it's Chubb. Jump on the Chubb. Let's ride it into the sunset. The guy's a beast. Okay. Here's another crazy one. Uh. No, I'm not going to do it. Um, I'm going to go with. Uh, were you uh, Carlos, Carlos, Carlos Yeah, I was considering it. I was considering it. <laughs> After the corona, I'm, maybe the uh, booze is going to my head, but no, I'm going to keep my feet on the ground and go uh, hide. Well, I'm going to steal your idea. Yeah? It's going to be Tyrod Taylor. I predicted here, I've got 600 rushing yards, and if you look at the last two seasons, the most our running backs have really got each is about 600. So, if you're going to do a committee, he's in there with a chance. He loves to run. He doesn't like to pass. So yeah, Callaway not be a bad shout there when you think of it like that. Well, you say that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Some dodgy chap I've sat next to predicted him to throw four thousand yards. Harsh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. To be fair, I just been yeah. a hypocrite there. I said three and a half thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So some of our feedback is consistency during our podcast. <laughs> Need to work on that. Okay. Anyway, makes it more fun to listen. And. Browns players with the most interceptions. I wrote down Randall. I'm going to have to stick with it. Okay. It's a hard one, but I'm going to have to go with that. Well, you've broken my heart. I didn't even have to think about this one. I went Randall straight away because I just think he can do so much damage out of that position. He's going to mop up and he's so instinctive that, yeah, I want him. So who do I pick to be second most with interceptions I think I'm gonna Ward plays the man not the ball so he's probably not gonna have that many let's go I'm gonna go Julius Peppers I think it's it's gonna be more on the inside I think a lot of it's gonna be matching up with tight ends and things and you see the damage tight ends have done to us in the last two years that there might be a bit of catching to happen in there (sighs) I'm not doing too well on my predictions are you, are you going to pick Baker Mayfield or something? <laughs> <laughs> Garrett's got 12 sacks oh, yeah. and 12 interceptions at the same time. Uh, go on, I'll keep safe for one. Uh, go Ward. Okay. I th- I th- uh, see, I, I think, think it'll be EJ Gaines. Uh, but if you that was on my, t- my Gaines, uh, It's going to be Gaines. I, I think Ward leads the team comfortably in pass deflections and stuff like that because his work all last season, he looks into the eyes of that wide receiver and he knows what's happening so uh, I think past deflections and stuff he's going to lead the one criticism coming out in the draft process was 
He just doesn't watch the ball, so the interceptions are unlikely to happen. Just look at how many good wide receivers we have to play this year. Julio, Julio Jones, uh, AJ Green, um, Antonio Brown, if it's scary. Uh, Brown's players with the most tackles. Kirksey. It, it's I always meant to do that. Hands down, straight away, Kirksey. And it was always going to be a linebacker for me, but the fact that Kirksey is the only linebacker on 99% sure starts week one, unless there's an injury, men, I just didn't even have to think. So I'm going Kirksey. I've, I've seen the daggers thrown at me across the table from the other two co-hosts tonight, so uh, let's see what they come out with. Um, Pro Bowl, uh, Shoba, I'm going to have to go with. Still both mine. Uh, well, I'm going to have to go Collins now, aren't I? Is he going to is he going to play a lot? Do you reckon? Yeah, I think he does. If he stays healthy this season, he does. And I th- I think fingers crossed you'll see him a lot more on the line because I don't mind if they go with them NASCAR packages and say Ogunjobi and Garrett on the inside, Ogbra and Collins on the outside, and then you Kendrick Shoba and uh, Kirksey as your three linebackers. I think we could see some absolute carnage if you're going to have a. Kendrick's going to get a lot of game time this season. If you're going to have sort of a third and nine, get all of them on the pitch because they are going to rip teams to pieces. Uh, so, Dan, yeah, who do you think is going to get the least amount of... Uh, out of them four, who do you think is going to get the least amount of uh, snaps. snaps for linebacks? Kendrick's. Really? That, it's, that hits him or Schober. But then Collins for injury. Yeah. I'd go Collins because of injury. Collins. Uh, yeah, he hasn't been able to stay healthy over two seasons. So, yeah, I'm going to change my mind and go with Collins. Uh, um, who do you think is going to play uh, uh, Mike then? The first, get, first snap against Steelers, who's going to play? Show but start. Definitely? First game of the season. Okay. Pro bowler. Our UK Greg Williams has made that call, so let's see if it happens. Yeah. Greg, you're listening to me, come on. Yeah, okay, good. So look, guys, um, I just want to say uh, thank you very much, Dan, for uh, coming in. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's been great to get you on the show. Um, yeah, as me and Jack said, it'd be great if we can get you on once, twice. Mate, you are a lot more technical than us two. Um, I try, I try. So yeah, it'd be great to uh, get get you on. And yeah, guys, um, please carry on following uh, apologies for the last uh, uh, podcast. The Skype wasn't very good. The recording, we're working on it. We're all in the room today. Hopefully, the recording will be nice and uh, crisp. Do you want to do the uh, Twitter follows and all that stuff? Yeah, give me the hate, even if it's for stuff Paul comes out with. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's at Jack Duffin, so J A C K D U double F I N. I'm there to debate, argue, moan about, but just uh, hit me up. I'm always up for a good laugh. Yeah, good. I'm now Team Callaway, so let's see what happens there. But yeah, guys, thanks a lot for listening. And uh, yeah, I think our next show is going to be on the uh, going through the games and uh, working out uh, who's actually going to win, lose, uh, our predictions on win, loses throughout the uh, season. All right, guys, good night from London. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Darling, see we ain't got no swing Except for the rain And the crunch of things The ice is coming